The price per share of a stock tells you almost nothing. It's the price to buy one share of the stock. But how many shares does the company have outstanding? Well, in math, we multiply two multiplicands together, but the price per share is only one multiplicand. If you don't know the other one, well, you can't do any meaningful math or figure out much of the world around you. Fools with a capital F know that you need to know the shares outstanding and then multiply that by the price per share. And now you know the actual full value of the company. It's full price tag. It's market capitalization, market cap. Well, to teach this lesson inexorably and unforgettably, we invented a game. That's what we do. The date was August 9th, 2017. The Market Cap Game Show was born, and we've been playing it every quarter since, and we'll be rejoined this particular episode by the man who was there at the start. Spoiler alert. Oh, by the way, you're playing too. I designed it that way so you, dear listener, can play along against my guest stars, against your spouse or partner, against your kids. Well, it's that time of the quarter again. Ten new stocks, three guest stars, Andy Cross, Matt Argusinger, and you only on this week's Rule Breaker Investing. It's the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. Welcome back to Rule Breaker Investing. Yeah, yeah, I know, holidays, busy week, busy Wednesday, I hear you. Foolish best wishes to you, dear listener, on making the most of these holidays. Most of all, feeling, if you can get there, in the moment. Not too nostalgic for the past, or too frenetic and anxious in advance of the weekend. Family coming in too? Hey, or maybe you're headed out to be with family and friends somewhere in the moment to savor this week, this day, this moment, each moment, as much as you can. That is my wish for you. So yeah, I know, busy, busy Wednesday. And this Wednesday also happens to be the penultimate Wednesday of the quarter. And therefore, it is the Market Cap Game Show. Now, Market Cap Game Shows may never score a bestie most years, and yet they are four of my favorite shows to do every year this week, being no exception. I'm delighted to be bringing back to the game show two outstanding fellow fools who've played before, but it's been a while. Andy Cross is the chief investment officer at The Motley Fool, working with dozens of fellow investors here to deliver investing guidance to our members. He has 26 years of foolishness under his belt and looking forward to one day, just maybe, Andy tells me, winning the market cap game show. Andy, welcome back. Thank you, David. Maybe one day. Today could be your day. Could be. Matt Argusinger has been an analyst of The Motley Fool for almost 15 years. He currently heads up investing on The Fool's Mogul, Real Estate Winners, and Epic Bundle Services. Matt, welcome back to the Market Cap Game Show. David, it is great to be back. And I think I think this could be Andy's day, because I'm here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of you to say, Matt, now, longtime listeners will instantly recognize that you are where you should be. In the saddle here, back in the saddle again for the Market Cap Game Show. The first several of these that we did, starting in 2017, Matt, it was just you and me. Do you remember? I can't, I can't believe it's been more than five years already. Do you remember how the rules worked back then? I, I do. I, I remember it was, you know, you, you gave me a company, and I think I had to guess the market cap within a 20% range up or down of the, of the market cap. That's right. It was pretty much a straight-up question, and players at home could do the same thing, too, right along with you. And indeed, we did that for a year or so. Until Adam Nelson 
Longtime listeners said, you know, the game would be even better if you had two people competing and one of them named a range and the other said inside or outside. And the game has changed forever since then, Matt. Welcome back to the new format. All right. I'm excited about that. And not only is that and has that been our format, but gentlemen, we are introducing a brand new rule with this market cap game show. We like to innovate not too often. We don't want to go under the hood too often with this vehicle, but once a year or so, can the game be improved? We talked about it ahead of time. Do you guys like the new rule? I do. I th- I I don't know if it's going to give me an edge or not over Matthew, but um, but I do like the uh, I do like the um, the added excitement around this rule. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but excited about it. Good. So this is going to innovate off of what happened at the end of last quarter's show. There was a tie, five to five. My two noble contestants played for the first time the Stevens sudden death rule. I'm not going to fully explain how that came about now or why we call it the Stevens sudden death rule, but it was a wonderful way to break a tie. And that format I decided isn't just fun as a tiebreaker, which is all that penalty kicks are really worth in soccer. I think most of the time you actually want to be playing soccer, but, but for this game, that tiebreaker was actually kind of a fun format to inject into the game itself. So we're going to call this the throwdown rule. And let me explain it very briefly. This hour, we're going to be playing with 10 stocks. And you, dear listener, playing right along with us at home. When you agree or disagree with my contestants, you will get a plus one along with them when you're right. But when I turn to Matt and turn to Andy throughout this hour, once each over the course of this game, use it or lose it, guys, you don't have to do that. Instead of just stating your market cap range, you're actually going to announce a throwdown. And so with that one stock at that one moment, instead of you being on the spot to come up with the range yourself, both players are going to quietly, after, I don't know, what, 10 seconds of thought, are going to write down what you believe is the market cap range. You'll do that simultaneously for that stock. And then, first of all, in order to get a point, you're going to need to be right. The market cap is going to need to be inside your range, but... Whoever has a tighter, narrower range, who, whoever was willing to commit to more of the bullseye instead of just the whole target, that player will get the point. So that's how we play Sudden Death. If you guys tie five to five this week, we'll do that once again. We'll do that as an 11th final tiebreaker. But within the show itself, at one point for each of you, you can announce throwdown, and that's how it works. Now, players at home, I want to make sure you know how we're scoring that. Once we get to it, we'll talk about that at the moment. But gentlemen, I say without further ado, start your engines. Let's do this. Rev, rev. All right. All right. Let me just briefly remind, especially new listeners and new players, I'll be mentioning a stock. Neither Andy nor Matt knows what stock's coming. They've been in soundproof chambers Guys, you haven't been out of your houses for how long? Oh, years, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think since, yeah, during COVID, certainly. <laughs> so they have no idea what I'm about to ask them, nor do you at home. But I'll turn to one of my friends here, and that guy will state the market cap range. The other contestant and you playing at home will simply say, I agree inside that range or I disagree. I think it's outside that stated range. And if you get that part right, give yourself a plus one. 
So that's the Market Cap Game Show. We're focused on the real market caps of real stocks. Nobody knows what's coming. Andy, let's get started. Andy, which operating system do you favor? Apple. Uh, and has that been the case for for how long has that been the case? Uh, it's been the case for, gosh, I uh, probably a decade. Was there a trigger moment where you decided, you know what, all my Windows stuff? I, I, I couldn't get over all of the spinning disks and all of the applications I needed to add to my Windows machine for security and Symantec this and that. I just got frustrated with it. I'd read about uh, the simplicity of Apple, having appreciated Apple, having an iPod years ago and all that, but never having the laptop of the MacBook finally made the jump when the fool had could support it. And uh, it's been ever since, and my whole family is now over to the um, Apple ecosystem. I can relate. In fact, for me, Andy, I think my kids are just a little older than yours. It was 2008. It was my daughter saying, Dad, I want an iPhone. And I was like, an iPhone? But I'm all Windows. I've got my Palm Pilot iPhone. And all of a sudden, I got her an iPhone. And then I realized I need to understand the operating system, iOS, which connects to Mac OS, etc. So I can totally relate. Andy, what about, talk about operating systems. What's your favorite operating system for your bank? And it's a completely absurd question, unless you think about Encino, ticker symbol NCNO, which is basically a company that creates operating systems, not for your Mac or your iPhone, but for banks themselves. The company's cloud-based banking software helps financial institutions gain efficiencies from digitizing and streamlining processes in commercial banking, small business banking, and retail banking. That's pretty much right off their website. So, BOS Andy Cross, the bank's operating system, NCNO, based in Wilmington, North Carolina, ticker symbol NCNO, a company that came public not so long ago. Andy, I know you're starting to think about it. Do you have previous association with bank operating systems or specifically NCNO? No, just when um, it did come public, I think there were some conversations among those uh, uh, over on various services. Um, I had never really studied it, haven't looked at it, and I, I certainly couldn't tell you where the stock price is today, and I'm thinking very hard about my range for the market cap Excellent. Well. And you'll want to think very, very quickly, because I'm about to ask you, Andy Cross, what is your stated market cap range for NCNO Ticker symbol N-C-N-O. I, uh, I believe the market cap range, Matt, is somewhere between $8 billion and $17 billion. So $8 billion to $17 billion, Matt Argusinger and players at home inside Andy's range or outside Andy's range. It's a nice wide range. Andy was really furrowing his brow earlier, so I thought I, I, I can get him on this maybe outside, but he's given him wide enough range. I'm going to say it's inside. I do furrow my range. brow almost all the time. I notice on <laughs> Zoom throw, calls. Are, oh, you're throwing me off then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's inside that range. Oh! You know, I, I bet the management team wishes, guys, its market cap was inside that range, but it's been a tough few years for Encino. The company did come public Summer of 2020, it was somewhere around $75 a share. Today, it's much closer to $25 a share. So, Andy, there was a place in time not too long ago where I think Encino fit within that market cap range. 
But the market cap for Encino today is $2.89 billion, $2.9 billion. Players at home, if you said outside the range, give yourself a plus one. Matt, unfortunately, you said inside the range. So guess what? Andy gets the plus one, even though he arguably overestimated the market cap by more than 2x. Not arguably, I did. <laughs> There's no argument about Man. that. So I lucked out on that I one. I should have thought think. IPO, recent IPO, yes. tough. Yes, yeah. exactly. I did not, as you were giving your logic, yeah. I, um, well, part so. of the fun of the market cap game show yeah. is that there's always another stock That's and right. an opportunity for turnabout, which is fair play. Last I read. All right, let's move on to stock number two, Matt Argersinger. Matt, I know you have a son. And uh, one of my favorite lesser-used male names as well, because what is his name? His name is Dutch. And you just showed me an awesome picture. Where were you in Dutch last weekend? We were at the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game where they were playing the Cincinnati Bengals. So we, we took a quick trip down to Tampa, spent some days at the beach, but I wanted to take my son to an NFL game. His first. Absolutely spectacular. And you know, I know Dutch is a, a young guy, kind of sub-five years old. Yep. Uh, does he like toast? He loves toast, actually. Really? He does. He and does. he's very particular about how much it's toasted too. He's you know he, he has to be toasted a certain way. And does does he have any spreads in mind? Things that he he hopes would be on his toast. He does. It's it's got to have at least some kind of strawberry raspberry jam. Some red jam mm. has got to be on it. And what about do you guys have a pet or has Dutch yet asked for a pet? We have a pet. Her, her name is Daisy. Uh, she's about seven years old. So. So you might wonder why are we talking about toast and pet food, but there's a company, there's probably more than one of them, but there's a long-standing public company that really works hard in both markets these days. JM Smucker Company, ticker symbol SJM, has been around since 1897. It was founded as a maker of apple butter. That's right, Ohio farmer. You might wonder, Smucker, JM, JM Smucker. What's the JM? The answer is... Fools everywhere. Jerome Monroe, Smucker. And Smucker said he'd gotten his apples from apple trees planted in Ohio by Johnny Appleseed in the 19th century. And that's how the Jam Smucker Company began. These days, they own things like Knott's Berry Farm, Folgers, Duncan, Nine Lives, Kibbles and Bits, Meow Mix. Lots of stuff for your toast and lots of stuff for your pets and Matt Argersinger, I've given you some opportunity now to reflect on that with some of the sub-brands of the J.M. Smucker Company going strong now in its second century of business. What is your market cap range for the J.M. Smucker Company? All right. I'm going to go fairly large here. I think I'm going to go 70 to $90 billion is my range. $70 billion to $90 billion. Andy Cross, players at home. Inside Matt's range or outside Matt's range? Boy, uh, listeners of Motley Fool Money know Smucker is often a stock of conversation with Jason Moser and some others. Uh So I hope I um, can get this right. I'm going to say outside the range. And if you were having to guess which side of the outside, which way would you? I think Matt's a little bit high. I think he's on the high side. Oh, man. Matt is. Now, Matt spends a lot of his time these days in the world of real estate. Arguably, he's not spending a lot of time researching smuckers, even though toast matters and, and pet food matters too, Matt. I feel as if I may have biased you by talking about the long history of this company, the many brands that it owns. I, I, I wasn't my, trying song, my, to do that. The market cap was going bigger in my head as you list off each brand. So I wasn't trying to do that. So Matt specified 70 to 90 billion. The market cap for James Smucker is 16.46 billion 16 no and a half kidding. billion now wow that's for a company so small. that started with apple butter that ain't bad but it's an order of magnitude just about smaller 
Matt, that in your mind, wow. Smucker. I thought be. there was no way it was below fifty. There you I go. I was I was thinking lower than what you said, but even I was higher. I was somewhere in the twenty range, so I was still okay. On the, wow. I was still on the high side. I want to apologize to Matt because I think I pumped these guys no, up no, big no, no. time. I, I need to be a little bit more restrained. No, with my no, intros. no, don't, don't, don't. All right. Well, if you said don't outside that range. That's been the way to play this game so far because both of my talented contestants have gone high and strong, <laughs> not trying to further influence you for the game as we move on to stock number three. Andy, two, Matt, zero. Matt, let's get in the game here. Andy, can you think of any retail brands that have both the high end of their market in their stores and the low end? Um... Well, uh, I like Williams Sonoma and their highish end, kind of low end, but most of them specialize either in the very high or the very low. Those it's unusual. In the isn't middle it? is very hard to do. Yeah. This company is a cosmetics company and it definitely offers the high end in its stores, but it also has drugstore cosmetics, skincare, and fragrances, a long standing pick. I think on my brother's side of Stock Advisor. And it also has its own brands of beauty products and fragrances. I'm thinking of Ulta Beauty. Mm-hmm. And once Ulta Salons, now Ulta Beauty, ticker symbol U-L-T-A. Now, I have spent personally zero time in Ulta. I probably should have spent more. It's that time of year where you're, if you're looking for something for the woman in your life, that's not a bad place to saunter into. So maybe I'm still headed there sometime later this week. But for now... I've still never stepped into an Ulta salon, but I've seen the growth of the company over time. Andy, is this a company that you have any real association with? Well, um, I this is one that I that I do know, more familiar with, and although I have not shopped a lot in Ulta, I did last year for Christmas, mm. but I've not shopped a lot, but I do know the history and the story of Ulta and the success. Um, uh, Mary Dillon, who's no longer the CEO there, but came over and really helped uh, fuel the growth of the last few years. Did it work well last Christmas? Um, it, it, I think it did. It was, it was a combination of for my younger, for my oldest daughter who was just kind of starting out and, and for my wife a little bit, but it wasn't like a huge shop. I'm not like one of their loyal shoppers that they <laughs> love to have as part of their uh, loyalty card membership program. Did you join the loyalty card I, membership I, program? I didn't jump onto it. So I'm one of the very few because I think it's like 90% of their sales come from their loyalty membership business. It's this is somebody important. who knows this business. I'm not going to say inside and out, Andy, but Andy Cross, what is the market cap range you're going to specify for Ulta Beauty? Uh, I, I think the market cap range is in the teens, and so I'm going to say um, uh, 13 to uh, $19 billion is the market cap for Ulta Beauty. 13 to $19 billion, the ticker symbol U-L-T-A, appropriately enough. Matt Argersinger, players at home, inside or outside Andy's range. I think Andy knows this company really well. I know he's made some winning recommendations of this stock. I have to go in. He knows the company. Inside the range. Now, I'm not going to say that Andy head-gamed you, because you can do that sometimes. If you really know it, and that person thinks you really know it, then it's not the right thing to do to give a proper answer. And Andy might be playing that I, game. I, I did I did a head game a little bit or tried to, Maddie, like to talk okay. it up a little all bit. Right, but right. still, I thought that was what the range. I thought I was in the range. And you weren't far off. The market cap of Ulta Beauty today is $22.61 wow. billion. Right. So Higher. 
It was outside the yeah. 13 to 19 range. Andy, I'm giving you another point. Earlier, you expressed a dream that one day you might win the Market Cap Game Show. That day could be this day. Well, it's still early in the game, so I am, uh, I, I, a, I'm hopeful. But this is I'm a penalty shootout, and I'm France, and I'm, right. I'm exactly. way behind I, well, right now. Well, you look like Mbappe, so, uh, you know. Coming up now. Mbappe's coming up right now. Matt, have you ever been hung out in an Ulta? I have never been inside an Ulta, yeah. but, you know, and... I, with a son and a, and a wife seems who's not, unlikely. my wife's not crazy about cosmetics, so I don't know if I'll, I'll find yeah. myself in one anytime soon. All right. Well, I'm feeling a little bit bad for Matt. He's down three nothing. It's been years since you came back on the show. I feel like we haven't been very hospitable. So how about if we play a word association game right now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? Because anytime uh, you're a little down in your luck and you want to be welcomed off. in, you want somebody to play a word association game with you, don't you, Matt? <laughs> of course. All right. Great. America. Apple pie. Corporation. Uh, Profits. Hospital. Healthcare. And you've just got the name of the next stock in reverse order, Hospital Corporation of America. Well, that's how it started back in the 1960s. Today, HCA Healthcare is much, much bigger about 60 years later. In fact, the wealthiest man in Tennessee today is Tom Friss Jr. He was the son of Tom Friss Sr., they started it together. I kind of feel bad for younger Tom's brother, Bill, because Bill, I guess, wasn't there starting with his dad. His brother started with his dad, but Bill is the center, has been a center from Tennessee. So he's done okay to the Frists, a very wealthy family in and around Nashville. And that's, of course, where HCA Healthcare is based. America Apple Pie Corporation profits. I get it. Hospital all you could bring was healthcare, Matt? I know. It's more word association. I can't judge. <laughs> that's all I got. Well, that's not all you got because you got something else, Matt. You've got a market cap range in which HCA Healthcare's market cap falls, we hope. Matt Argusinger, ticker symbol is HCA for HCA Healthcare. This is a stock I picked for Stock Advisor. I like this company a lot. What is your specified market cap range? I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go big again, but I'm thinking this is it. I'm thinking this is a sixty to eighty billion dollar market cap. So you're gonna stick with those round numbers, sixty and eighty? Sixty to eighty. All right. Sixty billion dollars to eighty billion, Andy, is Matt's specified market cap range. Players at home, Andy Cross, inside or outside that range? I think Matt's a, again a little high. I'm gonna go lower. So I think he I'm going outside the range. And Matt, score one, you're back. All right. They can't say you got shut out, Matt. Of course, that's not going to happen. I don't think it's ever happened on this show. But no, it was it was an excellent guess. In fact, the market cap for HCA is $67.66 billion. Guess. In fact, while well, we're recording on Tuesday afternoon, the market caps, they always change. Let's go with $67.67 billion, just to make it really memorable. So really nice guess, Matt, $60 to $80 billion. Andy Cross, three. Matt Argersinger, one. Andy, thoughts? Hospitals? Well, I respect the profession of doctors. My, my, my grandfather was a doctor, and my mother, I remember when I was looking at careers as you are, I just remember my mother just said, you, do, you, don't, want to be a, you don't want to be a doctor because you don't want to spend your whole life in hospitals. Now, I have not spent my life in a hospital. I've been very fortunate from that, except for my kids being born. So I can understand how someone how someone could think like that. However, all the TV shows about hospitals that are on, they make it look so exciting. Well, and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, Doctor Cross sounds so cool. Like I, I, I could see I a Doctor Cross. Well, I, I could be a Doctor Cross, just not be a doctor in 
hospitals. That, which is my ultimate dream. Maybe to become yeah, a but just the name, Matt. I think you're the, the brand. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Cross. sounds. Doctor like, Cross is a guy I can trust. Yeah. I mean, what network do you think that show or streaming is going to be? I mean, it's going to be ABC Prime Time. ABC oh, Prime like Time. That. That, that, makes me feel that makes me feel good. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> you thank bet. you. Yeah, you know, my dad, who was a lawyer, sat us three little gardeners down and said, "The one thing I won't let any of you be is a lawyer." So. I don't know what it is with family Maybe. occupations where you're coached not to do that, whatever Gramps or dad did. But, you know, I I think dad always felt like he didn't create as much as he wanted to do within, within his job. He's a corporate lawyer. Corporate, Matt. Mm. Word association. Profits. There you go. He was helping the profits yeah. of his law firm working with the Japanese banking in the 70s and 80s, which is kind of a golden age for Japan coming in and investing in the U.S. Very. As we remember, some people were worried that Japan was going to yeah. buy the whole U.S. Yes. at that point. But he just said, guys, don't don't be lawyers. And we weren't. That's the beauty of our profession is that even if our kids don't actually become professional investors, you can be an investor for you life. You should which, be an investor for life. you should be an investor for life. So that's I'm excited just to kind of like start to do more and more of that. Really good point. I should mention, by the way, that the stocks that I'm picking, I myself have randomized. Here's what I've actually done. This is the process by which I come up with a 10. Little known and quite boring. But I sign into Fool.com and the Motley Fool services for our premium members, and I look at our screener. And we have hundreds and hundreds of stocks in the screener that are ranked. And I take the top 500, I just call them the Fool 500 in my mind, and I randomize two numbers, 437, 78. I look at those two companies and I decide which would be more fun for the market cap game show. So the chances of any given stock, let's say Apple or Etsy, being on a show are probably lower than ever before because I'm looking, I'm casting a much wider net. Back in the day, Mac, when you and I first did the show, I would tend to favor all stocks that I picked or I knew because I just kind of knew them and I loved them. But these days I've thrown it much more wide open. And so it's really hard to know what I'll be bringing to any episode of the Market Cap Game Show. And we have some obscure ones, including at least one coming up. So anyway, there it is, the Fool 500. That's where these are coming from. Gentlemen, as we move on to stock number five, I will remind you, I'm not trying to prompt you, Andy, but you each still have your throwdown mm -hmm. if you want to throw down. Andy, how's your car running these days? Oh, terribly, David. <laughs> terribly. I was just thinking this at the drive-in. It's more than 10 years old and it just needs, I need a, I need a reboot. I need a brand reboot and I need just a car reboot. I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, that's okay. Thank you for asking. I appreciate the concern, but it, it, it can get me from A to B, which is fine. I just worry about like, you know, C. M and N, you know, <laughs> Q, that's where I work. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Would you like to specify the brand that you sound increasingly disenchanted with? Oh, it's a, it's a Toyota Prius, and it served me very well coming from Maryland to, to the office when we were coming a lot. Gas mileage, excellent. This is really, I bought it really before the explosion of a lot of the EVs. Yeah. So it's been, it, that has served me well and is a very reliable, safe car. It's just that after those cars, when they get that old, they start to not run nearly as well. Yeah, you know, much is made of this, and I think should be. Matt, Andy, listeners at home, roughly how many parts are there in an internal combustion engine? And I won't quiz you guys because I'm asking you enough numbers this hour, but the answer is about around 2,000, maybe do that, 2,000 <laughs> moving parts. 2,000 moving parts in an internal combustion engine. By contrast, an electric vehicle, 18. 18 to 20. So really 20 versus 2,000. We can see 
why as these vehicles age, they can be increasingly costly. And I think that's another reason to love electric and why I think mm-hmm. brands like Toyota, among every other major brand, have more and more EVs coming out these days. So thanks for sharing. You and I hadn't talked. You it seems like you were ready to talk about your car. As soon as you mentioned like Andy and your car, yeah. I it kicked up driving around the beltway, what I was thinking just coming in today. So Well, Andy, one company that wouldn't probably not do as well if we increasingly go electric and lots and lots of parts seems not as necessary for the future of the automotive world would be LKQ Corporation. That's another past stock pick of mine for Motley Fool Stock Advisor, an American provider of alternative and specialty parts to repair and accessorize automobiles and trucks, etc. In fact, LKQ, just checking Wikipedia right now, stands for like, kind, and quality. Not sure I knew that until today years old. The ticker symbol is LKQ. Let me turn back to Andy. Andy, this is a company... Not trying to influence you too much, unless it's toward the good, but I'll just mention this company, 44,000 employees today, it's grown over the years through acquisitions, 200 plus acquisitions, 44,000 employees. LKQ, by the way, not based too far from HCA Healthcare, both in and around Nashville, Tennessee. Booming business in that area of the country these days. Andy Cross, I hope your car gets better. Andy Cross. Thank you. What is your specified market cap range for LKQ Corporation? Ticker symbol, LKQ. Matt, I'm going with my throwdown on this one. Oh. Oh my gosh, that's the first time the throwdown sound effect has ever been played on this show because that is our first ever throwdown. So Andy is using his throwdown right now for LKQ Corporation. So... As I speak, Andy and Matt are thinking about what their specified ranges are and quietly and secretly writing them down. This is how you score yourself at home, dear listener. What you're going to do is you, too, right now are going to think about what is your market cap range for LKQ. In order to give yourself a plus one, you're going to have to get that right. LKQ is going to need to be inside your market cap range. But in case you think that's all it takes to get a plus one, aha, I've outwitted you because you can't just say zero to one trillion dollars and get a plus one. You're going to need to have a range that is narrower than one of my contestants. You need to beat either Andy or Matt in order to give yourself a plus one. So, I'm not going to say pencils and pens down, fools, because it looks like my talented contestants have already done that. So, um, well, this is an audio podcast, so listeners will never see this, but how confident with the show of thumbs right now are you guys with the ranges that you've come up with? Yeah. Matt's kind of thumbs down. Andy? <laughs> thumbs well, I, I, so I, I was thinking about when to use the throwdown through the show. Yeah. And, and this one I'm struggling with. And I figured a good time for the strategy was when I'm struggling uh, and thinking maybe Matt may not know this one as well. So so I, I, I am I am like, you know, yeah, on you the yourself down weren't point. feeling oh, that so confident. So you I I I'm wait uh, I'm by contrast, I'm waiting for the one I feel supremely confident about. So I see okay, I see how that might work. Mm, so I yeah. so, okay. uh, different so, ways to throw down here, but one throwdown is what you each have. Andy, you've just used yours. 
Let's find out what you've written down. I'll just turn to you first, knowing that our listeners now have their specified range in mind and fixed. Turning to you then, Andy. Andy, what is your specified market cap range for LKQ Corporation? I am between 8 and $14 billion. $8 billion to $14 billion. Matthew Argusiger, wow. LKQ. I'm almost there. I am 12 to $16 billion. All right. Well, here's the market cap for LKQ Corporation. $14.26 billion. And so it is just a $250 million above where Andy had it. So it's outside Andy's range, but it is in Matt's range. So Matt, plus one. Matt, whether you win or not this time, and it was a tough start, but you're making a comeback. History will know that you were the first guy ever to score a point in the throwdown. So well done. You're now king of throwdowns. Andy, Great guess. Both of you guys, you you were giving me a thumbs down in terms of your confidence levels, and you almost nailed it. Boy, first contestant and first now first throwdown winner. I mean, it's like royalty I'm sitting with. I I was thinking it was right around 10, but I wanted to go a little higher than that. So I I was on the lower side even than that. Then I started raising it just thinking about it. So, But that was fun, and I'm so disappointed. I was so close, but I still was outside the range and not even in the tightest range if I had gone even a little bit higher than where I was. Well, you both did really well, and I have to admit – I'm always kind of cheering on whoever's behind, so it's a close, tight finish. So good job, Matt. It's now Andy 3, Matt 2. We're going to move on to stock number 6. Before we do, of course, players at home, make sure that you had, first of all, you had to have LKQ Corporation's market cap within your range, and you're going to have to have had a narrower range than Matt's 12 to $16 billion. So yeah, am I making it a little bit harder for our listeners at home? You betcha, because they're worth it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Stock number six. Matt, we had such fun playing word association earlier. Should we do it again? Oh, of course, of course. All right, Matt. First word or phrase that comes to mind when I say security. Stock. How about cloud? Software. And, I don't know, SaaS. Service. You didn't want to say down? Because it feels like (laughs) all of the SaaS cloud security companies are down. And some very substantially. In fact, many stocks are down. And that's something that we've all had to endure over the year 2022. It has been a very tough year for many companies. This one included. So security, cloud, SaaS. I mean, there are probably multiple directions we could have gone with this one, Matt. But I'm focused here on one of the higher rated stocks in the full 500 today, and yet it is substantially down. I'm going to say two-thirds from where it was a year ago. Zscaler, ticker symbol ZS. Zscaler, this is a stock I've not picked before, but I, I certainly had some of my own cloud picks, and I think those stocks are down as well. This company, um, still not profitable, which is probably part of the vulnerability in markets like these for a company like this, but a company that I don't know if you just bought and held from the IPO, you're still pretty happy today, but you're not very happy if you bought a year ago today. Well, enough biasing the the judge, the caller here, Matt. I don't want to help you out any more than I already have. So Matt Argusinger, have you have you spent any time looking or ever thinking about Zscaler? I've never looked at Zscaler. I mean so this is gonna be how how are you spending your time these days, Matt? What are you looking at? Right. Real estate 
and some stodgy dividend stocks tend to be tend to be my bag today. Um, so I haven't I haven't taken a look at. Z-Scale. When you say dodgy, I'm assuming you're being tongue in. S- oh, I, I meant stodgy. I'm a, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have a cold, so it might come out as dodgy. I, I was gonna chime in. I'd say I think he said stodgy, just not dodgy. <laughs> Might have missed the S. Yeah, I think most of us would prefer stodgy dividend pairs to dodgy dividend pairs. And I know you <laughs> would right. spend no time with the dodgy Matt Argusinger. Okay, so I love it. Like many of us, you are coming at this with beginner's mind. Z scaler ticker symbol ZS Matt Argusinger. What market cap range do you want to specify here? I'm gonna say oh, I'm gonna say five to ten billion. Five billion dollars to ten billion dollars. Andy, is this a company you've spent some time with? Again, unfortunately for the game, this is one that I do own and I I have looked at before. So I I I feel like I sh- I should have a uh, a little bit of a leg up, but all right, that doesn't now, help my record. Now I I made it a little painful with the throwdown rule for our listeners at home. I feel like I made it a little harder, but you might have made it a little bit easier for them when you say stuff like "I think I know what I'm doing on this one." So <laughs> let's listen in because we're all listening to Andy and keying into what his impression of Matt's market cap range was. So again, Z Scaler, Matt, you said five billion to ten billion. Andy, players at home. Inside that range or outside that range? I'm going outside that range, David. And sure enough, I mean, research should pay, right? I feel like you've looked at this. You own it. Matt hasn't really looked at it. He doesn't own it. I feel like you should have gotten the plus one here. (laughs) Well, it didn't help me with Ulta, so... It's true. The wily ways of this game sometimes can surprise, which is part of its charm. Andy, any thoughts about Zscaler these days? Well, it's a, it's a, it's in the cybersecurity business, which obviously has so much momentum behind it. David, you mentioned the, tr- the the challenge with so many high tech, especially companies like Zscaler, CrowdStrike, those great cyber companies, founder led. Jay Chandry at, at Zscaler is a fabulous uh, thought leader in 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 cybersecurity. But it is under a lot of duress from investors because of the uh, market, um, the, 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 the multiple of the stock, and just the volatility around investing in technology these days. company has about a billion dollars in sales. So with its $16 billion market cap, it's still 16 times sales or so. I mean, That's we're right. talking about a company that is still fairly richly priced, and yet it's a very, very light business to run. If you can tilt this thing, not just cash flow positive, but profitable over time, it could more than earn out its market cap from here. Yeah, I think so. We still uh, uh, like it, and generally, when we are thinking about again the market opportunity, um, it's just it's one of those just very volatile um, uh, technology stocks that um, has really been punished in the markets these days. Yeah, I mean, this company came public in 2018, not so long ago, friends. Around thirty-five dollars a share. It traded up ten times to just over three hundred fifty by this time last year. So a 10-bagger run for three years, and from 350 or so, it's now around, well, about 112 as we talk. So it's down two-thirds in value. Not the only stock in the market that that's done that. Not the only stock we'll be talking about this market cap game show. Anyway, that was stock number six. Guys, I've got it. Andy four, Matt two. I think that's right. All right. So we got that number right. Let's move on to stock Number seven. Andy, how did you meet your wife? Here at The Motley Fool, David. Jamie worked uh, here with you and Tom on different um, uh, marketing and press uh, and communications uh, parts of the business. And um, 
And so we didn't start really dating here at The Motley Fool, um, really until she mostly left, maybe at the end of her tale career here and then I still miss her she was just a wonderful uh, somebody who really understands public relations and it's just fun to have around the office I assume fun to have around the house Uh, very yeah uh, when she is uh, when she's not working she works now um, a lot so obviously very stressed but she has wonderful fond memories of uh, of the Motley Fool and still speaks highly of it well wonderful and I, I guess it's fair then to say you did not meet online we did not but ironically you met working for an online company very true A lot of people meet online these days, and I think you guys maybe know where we're headed with this next company when we think about leaders in the space of online matches. How can you not think of Match Group, ticker symbol M-T-C-H? This is something, this is a stock I own as well, which means I'm in a little bit of pain this time of year versus a year ago. But for the long term, this is a company that's really benefited by being at the forefront of the Hey, I Met My Spouse or Partner online revolution, which these days, we've often talked about this in the past in this show, is the third most common way that people meet their spouse or partner online. Number one continues to be through family or friends. Hey, have you met my roommate? Number two is arranged marriages worldwide. That continues to happen in countries like India at real scale and volume. Wow. Happens in the United States of America, too. It's still very... Much more common than we might think sometimes here in the Western world. But number three, from a standing start at zero probably about 40 years ago, now number three most common way. And, you know, work probably fits into probably. one of those. Andy Cross, I think you know where I'm headed here. I'm about to ask you what you think the market cap range is for Match Group, ticker symbol MTCH. Now, listeners at home can't see you do this, but it looks like you're – I would say almost grimacing, or you're you're thinking hard, or you're thinking you should have looked this one up already, or what are you yeah, thinking, Andy? Not thinking I should have looked it up already. Were you grimacing? I I was I was pondering. I may have misread Maybe that. I was pondering. This is this is my this is my. If I ever had a doctorate, uh. as Matt said, I'm just like constantly like the thinker. If you, <laughs> yes, the, so the thinking, Doctor Cross. You Dr. hit the Cross thinker here. pose, and it can be <laughs> misconstrued sometimes. This, but I see. I don't. I've never really spent a lot of time with Match as successful as they have been um, in in lot, all the parts. Have of you business. visited the site at all? Never. Recent years? Never. I wonder no. why. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and uh, just with the explosion. So I'm just thinking about yeah. the balance between the growth of that market, but then also just software companies in general contracting and trying to figure out where that fits in my market cap. And so, David and Matthew, I am going with 22 to $28 billion in market cap. 22 match. to $28 billion, ticker symbol MTCH. 22 to 28 players at home. Matt Argusinger, inside or outside that range. That's amazing. I was thinking myself, if I was going to guess 20 to 30, so I'm going to say inside Andy's range. Oh. And it's actually surprisingly lower than that. Maybe really? again here, friends, since the stock has gone from 160 mm-hmm. late last year to 40. Today, oh, wow. it's been okay. gut-wrenching, a 75% drop. Oh. And, and again, I feel like we keep talking about this across so many different companies. It's not true of the market overall. I mean, JM Smuckers, friends, is not down 75% over the last year. So the world recently has been to the Smuckers and has been against a lot of the rule breakers and other kinds of companies we often favor at The Motley Fool. And uh, I've talked about it a lot this year. I'm down about half from where I was last year still. And it's companies like these that make up a lot of our portfolios. The good news here, Fools, is it's not about one year. It's especially not about what's in your rearview mirror here. It's all about 
where the world's headed. I continue to favor many of the companies that we're talking about this week. And I own Match Group, so I sure hope it's going to make a comeback from its market cap of $11.28 billion, wow. uh, well outside Andy's range, lower. I didn't think it would be that that small, I, um, I, I guess because of the stock pullback, really, but just because they are so large in that space. I right, just the brand thought, awareness. But I, I just didn't think they'd fall. When, when David, and you said it dropped to 40, I'm shocked at that. I just haven't looked at the stock in a long time, but I didn't think it was that low. Yeah, more st- like that, just the stability. I mean, people, cont- I, well, although I, I guess during COVID, that, that, that maybe. But hurt. that was what I was thinking. I was thinking during COVID, this is probably one of those companies that gains stable, massive yeah. popularity, right? I mean, I. Well, it did. In fact, friends, it went from 100 to 180 over the course of the COVID year, oh, yeah. and it topped 80 in uh, right around October last year. Now it's at 40, so it's okay. lost three quarters oh, of value. But, you know, here's the thing. We've often said this. One of the beauties of the Market Cap Game Show from the earliest days, Matt, you and I talked about this Etsy. When you think a stock has a much bigger market cap than it actually has, that maybe should mean it's headed to your watch list. Yeah. Because if in your mind... And I could have easily bought in here. I get to be the game show host. I don't have to make any calls. I love that role for me. <laughs> but, you know, if you're thinking $25 billion and stock's closer to 10 yeah. it wasn't at 25 too long ago. Might be a good buy. At least something to put on the yeah. watch list. So, again, what's already happened is no longer interesting to most of us. And in some cases, recently, it's sad. Over any meaningful period of time, you're pretty happy as an investor in the stock market and these kinds of companies. But... What's going to happen next? Well, a lot of these companies, some really good ones, are about half what we thought they would be or should be. And so let's watch what happens in 2023. Well, we're still stuck here. The near final week of 2022, where, Andy, you have a 5-2 to two lead. Now, Matt, if you want to stop Andy from his dream of winning, you're going to need to get the next three. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I, I can handle that. All right. Well, let me turn to you then, and let's have a short conversation about the S&P 500 down, Matt, 15% or so over the past year. Obviously, we've been talking about stocks that are down closer to 60%. This this is going to be another one of those. Um, but I'm wondering, a lot of people are obviously feeling this with stocks in their portfolios right now, down 60%. What, what do you do in those situations, Matt? If you have a stock, God forbid, would you ever have had it? I do. But anyway, Matt Argersinger, oh. if you've ever had such a stock, what is your mindset or what's your approach? I, my, it's boring, but my approach doesn't doesn't really change. And in a lot of ways, I'm sometimes excited because if it's a business I, I love and that I've bought and held for a long time, I'm usually interested in, in buying more of it. Uh, but I, I certainly do have many stocks that are down 50, 60 percent. I mean, because I, I was thinking about my portfolio, David, and my because of the growth of the last decade, and because of me working on Stock Advisor, Rule Breakers, and Supernova, as you remember. Uh, I mean, my portfolio, even though I've I've been buying a lot of those stodgy or dodgy, you know, dividend stocks lately. <laughs> I mean, my the, most of my portfolio is still um, a lot of those rule breakers stock, yeah. stock advisor companies that you love. I know, and then that, that are down a lot this year, but that have been such big winners, of course, over the past decade. Um, so I, you know, I'm in a lot of cases, I'm pretty excited about some of the values I'm seeing. Mm. Well, this particular company is another one of those. This is nearly a household name for many, but it's a stock well down from its recent highs. Of the 10 stocks featured on this edition of the Market Cap Game Show, this is the only one that was there last Market Cap Game Show. So I don't know if you guys were listening at the end of September, but if you were and you thought hard at that moment about Block, which is what Square renamed itself to with the ticker symbol SQ. I'm seeing Andy smiling. He's probably recently looked at this. Maybe he was listening three months ago. I unfortunately was not, and I have not looked at at 
a block um, recently. Okay, uh, from, yeah. From, it's kind of hard to say block, right? But, it's it's yes. still hard for me to say meta for Facebook. I think I've gotten over the whole Google thing. I think I say alphabet more often than not yes. now. Yeah. But guys, block. Block. Can you imagine like the branding firm or the decision? Like we, we have you down to the final three choices. You've got the management team there. We've we've done our branding research. We think we have your new corporate name. Block. <laughs> what do y'all think? <laughs> right, right. I, I, you, you hear the stories of companies going through rebrandings, and I, I, I do wish to be a fly in the wall of the board conversations for some of those that have gone through just... I mean, if you're Jack Dorsey, you're probably sitting in that room, you're thinking, well, first of all, I named this square, so I, I guess I kind of get that, like square blocks, but I, yeah. ultimately, he may have loved it. I don't know. Clearly, they voted for it, and it's today what was once known as square... And by the way, the service serving small and medium-sized businesses where you can pay directly is still called Square, and the app is still called Square. But gentlemen, as you know, along with the metas and alphabets, Block has recently gone through this transition. Well, I think I'm going to use this opportunity, Andy, to do a throwdown. Oh, my. I got a good feeling about this one. So let's do it. All right. I was wondering. Now, Matt didn't have to do that. I mean, the throwdown is an option that my players, my talented contestants can use or not. And so I see them diligently scribbling. And you, dear listener at home, you are also right now coming up with your specified market cap range for block, ticker symbol SQ, very analogous to alphabet, ticker symbol Goog still. Uh, So yeah, the companies, you know, it's funny, they change their names, but they don't change their tickers. I wonder why, what does that mean? Well, Meta did. Meta did. You're right. That's right. Meta FB, did. Facebook, yep. Facebook became, became Meta. Meta. You, thank you, Andy. Yep. So that itself is, I mean, I'm having fun with this, but when you think about it, it is actually kind of a big money decision mm-hmm. to change your corporate name, but also to change your ticker symbol or not. Like, I don't know what the thought process is, but people are going through it and it matters, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Gentlemen, pencils down-ish? Andy yeah. still scribbling? All right, Matt, you're the one who threw down. Let me turn to you first. What range have you scribbled down for block? Ticker symbol SQ. Going with 40 to 48 billion. 40 billion to 48 billion dollars. Andy Cross, what is your market cap range for block? That is brilliant, Matt. I'm in I'm outside your market range, but within it, around it, I'm 35 billion to 50 billion. Thirty-five billion oh to fifty billion. So I'm a billion. little wider here. Okay, <laughs> which could hurt me. <laughs> All right. Well, fools everywhere. The market cap for Block is thirty-eight point oh. one billion dollars, <laughs> and what that means is that Matt, your tight range of forty to forty-eight, just a little high, which invalidates you scoring All a point right. here. Oh. Listeners at home. You're going to need to have had $38.1 billion inside your range, and then you're going to need to beat Andy's range. He had it as 35 to 50 nice a $15 job. billion dollar range. Andy, you gave yourself some latitude. You kept it a little bit lower, right? Because this stock is down, friends, more than 60% from where it was a year ago. And so, Andy Cross, you nailed it. And I was on the higher side. My first right up here was 50 to 70. And then I was like, you know what? I think it's lower than that because I was thinking about PayPal and comparing a little bit. And just, I don't, I'm not even quite sure exactly where PayPal is. But then I said, you know, I think it's more, more in the 30 to 50 range. And so. I had 45 to 55 as my initial guess. Cross that out. Yeah. 40. I came down a little bit too, but not down enough. I'm like the guy 
on Price is Right who never gets on the stage oh. because I, I, he goes over every time. Oh, I, love, I right. love that guy. I know, I, I but I mean, he sits guy. there and he, you know, you never always, gets the You showcase. always cheer for that guy. You do cheer for that You know, guy. one thing I want to say about this show, it's less popular than The Price is Right, but I think we're a little more cerebral. I think so. Yeah, are you with me on oh, that? Oh, totally. 100%. Dr. Cross is only coming on this game show. He's not going, or she's not going on yeah. Price is Right. That's Nothing against yeah. Price is Right, but... Although headed to ABC Primetime, I understand, again, next fall? Uh, 8 p.m. Thursdays. I, I'm, I'm 8 p.m. Thursdays. 8 p.m. Thursdays. Still, still working with my agent Dr. a little Cross. bit. Awesome. <laughs> Negotiations. All right, well, you can now afford to hire an agent, Andy, because you're going to win this no matter what. You're up 6-2. to two. We've got two stocks left. But you know what, Matt? Resilience, right? Well, mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever... Quit. Resilience or just going trying to get respectability right respectability. now. Respectability. You know, people so. tend to just remember the last thing that happens, Matt. So right. I think I we could argue Recency number bias. 10 might be what it's all about. So you can go soft on this one as you wish as we go to stock number nine. Andy, have you been playing around with chat GPT or DALL-E or any of the chat bots of 2022? Very. In- I've asked our quant team about it and because I've been reading more and more about it recently and they have played around with it, our, our investing quant team. I personally have not. It is fascinating technology to watch. Well, I, I'm glad you're having the quant team look in, Andy. On last week's show, our besties of 2022, Dan Pink, talked about the significance of chat GPT and he said it was... What I recall Dan saying is he said, you know, there was a time in 1989 where I leaned across the transom and my buddy hit a hit his keyboard. I'm like, what did you just do? And he said, yeah, I just sent an email. And Dan said, oh, really? How's that work? He's like, well, my, my friend in Oregon just instantly received my mail that I wrote. And Dan, thinking backward from where we are today, we all chuckle at that. But going living forward from 1989... It wasn't obvious necessarily that that's where the world was headed, but boy, did we head there. And Dan was likening the dawn of the chatbots this year to a similarly impactful revolution forward with AI, the early innings here. You know, people have talked about AI and machine learning forever, and we have a team and we have some people who are working that here at The Fool and many other companies too, no doubt, including the company we're about to talk about, but... It's still so early, and a lot of the things I saw were silly or questionable yep. until I started seeing what chat GPT can manage. And we talked a little bit about that last week. Sounds like you've had an experience or two. My son, Gabe, typed in a rap battle between me and Shakespeare. I'll be sharing that on next week's show. Brilliant. Oh it took five seconds for chat GPT to come up with it. It is hilariously great. I'm pretty much blown away by what's happening here. So I think we're marking this point in time, December 2022. I mean, it all started before this, but the last few months, the dawn of chat GPT, guys, I think it's really worth paying attention. Mm, fascinating. I should have put in how to win at in the ah. using the throwdown in the market cap game mm. to chat, chat GPT and just to see what it came out Brilliant. with, and I didn't. I, I, didn't write I, I tried stuff like that, and one thing I've picked up from chat GPT, and by the way, that's yeah. just one of many yeah. different chat pops. That's the one I'm talking about right now, but... It'll say stuff like, um, I've only fed stuff in through 2021. And so, Andy, unfortunately, the throwdown rule is brand new in December 2022 for this podcast. So it's not going to have anything for you for maybe a year. Not yet, it won't. Yes, Not yet. But But Dr. Cross uh, in the future will will have that. (laughs) All right. Well, it is a big revolution out there, and there are some early emergent players. And this is a company that I barely know, but our company knows it, and our members do, because it's right there on our Motley Fool Premium Services screener. The ticker symbol is S-T-E-M, and the company's name is actually the same, STEM. 
STEM Incorporated is a global leader in AI-driven clean energy solutions and services. This is a company. I was about to say it's market cap, but I shouldn't do that, guys. <laughs> this is an earlier stage company that might start helping Andy, who apparently needs no help this week at all, as he starts to think about the market cap range for STEM ticker symbol S T E M, the global leader in AI-driven clean energy solutions and services? Uh, I think I will say 3 to 4.5 billion in market cap. 3 billion to 4.5 billion for STEM. Wow. Not heard of this one. And I've been going, I've been saying inside all day for Andy's ranges, which have been great. But I think I will go outside for this one it is indeed i mean early days still for ai this is a young public company its market cap is 1.57 wow. wow small billion and we talked about this earlier now i'm not plugging this company i haven't researched it myself it could be the next rule breaker i'm not sure but if you think it's like you know a five billion dollar company and it's only 1.5 might be worth putting on a watch list andy i think matt and i had not any facility with this company I know you're our chief investment officer. Now, some people might think, oh, yeah, he must know everything then. Every stock, every company, I mean. But at the same time, you are familiar with a lot of different services that we offer. Is this a company that you've come across before? Well, this one has been pitched to us in some of the some of the um, conversations we have as analysts. And I think I anchored, I think I was anchoring mm. to mm. Uh, over the past year or so when I when I had heard, I have not researched it or studied it. And I, th I um, so I think I anchored to, to where it was maybe when we were talking about it and didn't adjust for the for the stock price. So not to make an excuse for my poor decision or poor choice. And congratulations, Matt, on, on getting that outside the range. It wasn't but, that poor. Chin up over no, there. I mean, well, I mean, it was... Dr. Cross. Yeah, single-digit market it, uh, billions, which was right where, where it's that at. Is, so. Well, that is true. But anyway, yeah, so it's uh, it's one that I had, um, had heard of but didn't have never really looked at. Yeah, well, this company came public two years ago. I'm just looking at it now. Quiet IPO. I'm not sure anybody noticed it. It was at 10. Uh, somebody then noticed it as the volume picked up hugely in its second month or so of trading. It went from 10. It touched 50 very briefly at the start of 2021. Today, it's, it's at 10, which is a reminder that so often, in fact, the majority of the time, guys, we've talked about this over the years as fellow fools, the majority of IPOs are at or below that price they debuted at a year or so later. And this is a company where two years later, it's sitting right at the price where it sleepily IPO'd. Certainly an interesting business. I mean, when I hear AI and clean energy, I find myself sitting up in my seat going, I wonder what they're doing over there. I'm guessing there's not much profit yet at STEM. This is still an early emergent business. Again, just a $1.5 billion market cap. But it was good enough for a point for Matt Argusinger. So let's give him three and call it six to three. Remember, people only really remember what happens right at the end of things. <laughs> right. At the beginning and the end. The beginning, Andy scored a point. So some people will always remember that. Some people will always remember that Matt scored the first ever point of throwdown. But I think a lot of us, and it's recency bias, it's a problem. A lot of us are only going to remember stock number 10. Matt, how many public companies can you think of that were founded in 1865? Oh, gosh. I can probably think of three. 
Just off the top of my head. Do you want to just throw out uh, one, I one even, name? I don't even know if they're accurate. Union Pacific. Union Pacific. That sounds plausible. Yeah. I'm not going to go to my best friend Wikipedia and ask it right now <laughs> whether you're right or not, because I that sounds generally right. That's not the company. This really isn't a quiz, because I would never want any... This is really such an arbitrary question. But if I were to specify an additional clue, that it was founded by an immigrant, no less. A guy who came over from England and decided, you know, I'm going to plant my feet and my family in American soil, and I'm going to start something that, by the way, in 2022 is still going 160 years later. Do you think that William Carter, who was born in 1830, do you think he ever could have dreamed that we'd be talking about his company, which recently, in 2005, bought Oshkosh Bagosh, Oshkosh Bagosh Clothes, that the Carter's company, Carter's Inc., kids, right, Dutch? Right. Kids' clothes. Right. Not just Dutch. Maybe little Matt, little Andy, and little Dave. Uh, for decades, this company has been in business. William Carter, a British immigrant. In fact, he arrived in America on January 28th, 1857. Wikipedia, that's where I am right now, is not actually mentioning how this company started or what it did. But let's just assume it was always kids' clothes, right? Sounds great. It's that time of year where you might want to give a favorite child, grandchild, something under the tree, might want to shop at Carter's. Maybe help them out. They need a little bit of help these days. It's, again, it's been a tough, tough market year. So you can see what we're talking about, gentlemen. And I'm about to turn to Matt and ask him what his market cap is for Carter's. Before I do, I want to mention the Carter family itself sold out in the 1990s. So, guys, that means they held on to the stock for more than a century. Probably fifth, sixth generation of the family finally says, all right, we're done here. Um, but, yeah. Uh, they bought out, if this helps at all, Oshkosh Bagosh, for $312 million in 2005. Carter's is a publicly traded company. The ticker symbol, Matt, is CRI. Matt, what is your specified market range for stock number 10? Probably the only one will, people will really remember from this episode. Right, I've get Carter's. This. I am going to go 6 to $10 billion for Carter's. $6 billion to $10 billion for Carter's. Andy, before you give your answer, I want to draw it out a little bit, a little bit of drama at the end. What What's going through your mind right now as you think about, I don't know, kids' clothing, British immigrants, uh, the end of this episode this week, uh, the holiday season, are you prepared? What's going through your mind right now? Well, I, 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 I was originally thinking in the high single digits, and then I got distracted by the by the fact that this will be my first victory on the show before, so I feel good about that. I think I was 0-2, maybe even 0-3 before, so I'm feeling pretty good this about that. Big moment. Um, I, I am thinking a little bit about the holidays. You got me thinking about shopping and my all things. So I, I have a lot of stuff going through my mind. There right is now. a lot, and I, I want to thank both of you guys ahead of time near near the end of this week's show for being here because not only did you share with us some of your time, which is precious this time of year, but you drove. Matt, you drove about an hour to come into the office today, a commute that we don't ask you, actually, we don't ask any of our employees to do commutes anymore, but when you take the time and make the time to come in face-to-face, it's appreciated. It was a lot of fun to do this show physically face-to-face with you guys. This is the first Market Cap game show we've done live in this format for a few years now, so thank you both for being willing to play and, of course, for everybody at home giving us their attention this week. Andy, 
Matt said six billion to ten billion inside or outside that range. He threw me with a wider range than I thought he was going to go with. So I am going to say just inside that range. Oh, and I mean, I guess that's the way this should have ended. That way, everybody can smile. Andy gets his first win, but Matt is remembered forever as the guy who got stock number ten. That's right. Not just ten, nine and ten. You were on a roll at the end of this. If, week's we, if this went to fifteen, I, I think. Yeah, I know. it's like if it was a boxing match, you'd be all set <laughs> in many ways. Right. So Andy did say inside Matt's range. The market cap for Carter's is two point six eight billion. So this is a company. You know, if you think about it, it's almost a little sad. I don't want to be dark here at the end of the year, but imagine a company being around for 157 years, and it's compounded now, finally, to be worth $2.68 billion. I'm not going to do the math on that, but I don't know, doubling every seven years or so, along with the S&P 500, Andy, over the course of... That should should this company be bigger? Well, I was just thinking your acquisition of Oshkosh Bagash, the acquisition that yeah. you mentioned, the price there. That 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 was a little bit of anchoring for me, trying to think about where they would have right. paid for that, how large of a business would have had to make that acquisition. But I guess in hindsight, because it has been just a tough market in general, yeah. and online commerce shift, all the shifting consumer habits. Uh, they know, do still have stores, but they do do a yeah. lot of online business. Well, and this yeah. might be a good time to take a hard look at Carter's. This is a stock I brought to Stock Advisor. At the time, I liked it, and it was a winner. But I have to say, since it was at 55 10 years ago, it's at 70 today. Uh, and, and recently, it's traded over 100. I feel like that it wasn't a great stock pick by me. Well, and but Oshkosh, my gosh, at only... You said $320 million? $312 million in 2005. Right. Okay. 2005. Yeah, it still seems small to me. I feel like that brand is yeah. is, is bigger than the 300 yeah. and 12. Well, and that might be the theme and the takeaway from this quarter's market cap game show. Take a hard look at some of these companies, fellow fools, because I feel like these prices are pretty good for some of these businesses. To review, I don't do this very often, but Encino, JM Smucker, Ulta Beauty, HCA Healthcare, LKQ Corporation, those were the first five. Zscaler, Match Group, Block, Stem, and Carters. Friends, this was a motley mix from the Fool 500. Lots of different types of companies, which is what makes the Market Cap Game Show. And guys, you made the Market Cap Game Show with the fun and energy you brought. Andy Cross, Matt Argersinger, thank you both so much for being with me again on the Market Cap Game Show. Thanks, David. That Thanks, was a David. load of fun, Matt. A big blast. Well done. That yeah. was great. That was awesome. Fun. Awesome. Fun. You know, we had our besties last week, on, on the, which I've often like, likened to the Oscars. It's the Oscars of, of this this podcast. And, Andy, we didn't, as I gave the 10 besties to the 10 best podcasts of the year for this podcast, we didn't have any victory speeches. We didn't have anybody receive the award or say something. But, Andy Cross, I feel like you started this show by expressing a dream, a dream that you might one day win this show. Now having achieved this, is there something you want to say to the world? Well, I just want to, I want to, I want to thank, thank David for having me on the show. At Wait, least. you're going you to be sincere? To... I thought we were joking. I, I'm going to be sincere. I'm going to be very oh, well, You sincere. were joking. I, of course I'm joking. <laughs> this is the end. This is the last show of the year. Just about. But Andy, I feel like I interrupted you. You were saying something very emotional. No, I was, I was all uh, tongue in cheek, but it's, it's great. It is a, it's a great reminder about just um, enterprise, I think, and just, it, just the, the lessons of investing 
and thinking about businesses, the transactions, some you may never have heard of, some you, and hopefully people at, at home or wherever you're listening to are having a lot of fun with this as well, too. And, um, and it's just fun to give a lot of perspective to businesses. And you're like, wow, that's that size. Oh my gosh, that's that size. And that does just yeah. add a lot to the fund of investing. It so does. You know, some of my favorite, just some of the corporate histories, like I always, and this is something I've said before in this podcast, I feel like corporate history is undertaught in our country. We tend to take history, I don't know, of war, what are the five causes of World War One, or we memorize presidents. What about all of the companies that employ all of the people, some of which are hundreds of years old? And I don't still know of any university endowed chairs that teachers specialize in the stories, the history of private and public companies, but I find each one fascinating. So it was fun to hear about Johnny Appleseed leading to Smuckers today, <laughs> or thinking about, you know, 160 years or so of compounding only to 2.6 billion from a British immigrant who had a dream. Incredible. But it, all, all fun stuff. Matt, uh, in closing, I'm sure you want to express um, some consolation to those who lose. Well, like, we all lose all the time, so you well, lost well, this time. Uh, a lot of us probably need a little bit of speak to no no that. i mean i'm the guy who you know who who like gives up the no hitter you know or something like that or just you know it, i I'm, I'm happy to say that i was the guy who lost and got andy his first win well yeah so, I mean, wow. let's not forget about the first throwdown champion too i mean that's wow. right yeah like we stands have, the test you, of time stand hey. the, yeah you got you gotta you gotta respect that so i'll take it all right well thank you again to andy and to matt and to you for suffering fools gladly over this market cap game show to help close out the year of 2022 We'll be doing your mailbag next week. So that's what's on tap. That'll be actually closing out the year as it has every year. Now in our eighth year for Rule Breaker Investing. Thanks for joining Andy, Matt, and me. I wish you the best family and friends in the week ahead. In the moment. Full on. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. And The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rule Breaker Investing at rbi.fool.com.